Meditation for the Manic, Part 2. Keep it simple. If you're a manic trying to meditate, best to keep it simple. Although including a bit more than meditation, this is how I do my spiritual practice in the morning. Well, ideally. I wake up. I start the coffee. I take a quick shower. I grab said coffee. I grab a book and I find a place to be alone. Ideally, the space is quiet. But remember, there's no such thing as absolute silence. If you're looking for quiet, you'll never find it. But if you are willing to be quiet, that thing we refer to as the silence or the stillness, it will rise up in you. Besides my coffee, I like to have a book with me. I have books scattered in my home near meditation spots. The goal of the book is not to finish it, it's to appreciate it. I like to keep a pen around if I want to underline or bookmark to keep my place. But ultimately, I want the book to be something I can open up anywhere and just read. That's another point about the book. It should not be some book that's trying to make some long intellectual point or tell you a long story. It should speak words that resonate as you read them. And back to that word, appreciation. That's what the coffee is for, too. I sit down and I'm quiet, and I do my best to appreciate my body, its breathing, and the cup of coffee. First off, coffee rumor has it that it was popularized by the Sufis to help with meditation. Second, it's bitter, black anyhow, and there's something cool about that. It's not a treat, but it tastes good. Third, coffee engages the senses. Smell and taste are happy. But again, it's all about appreciation. And the byproduct of that is the sense of connection, the feeling of being present, and often centering. That's a key point about meditation. Meditation is the work. Peace of mind is the byproduct. Don't go trying to get peace of mind. Don't go aiming at being centered. Just meditate. Just appreciate. Let the rest take care of itself. So I'm quiet with my coffee for a while, five to ten minutes. Then I pick up my book. I never read more than a page or two, and on a busy day, maybe just a paragraph. Not only is the book usually good, but if I just finish a paragraph and realize I have no memory of what I just read, it's a good sign that I'm not paying attention. I'm not present yet. So I might be quiet a few more minutes or just read it over again. After I'm done reading, I pray. I don't ask God for stuff. I don't say cool affirmations. What I do is just what Emerson said. I contemplate the facts of life from the highest point of view. I think of my grandest ideas in that moment of what divinity is, of what's most sacred to me. I think about the cosmos, life itself, love, and connection. Every spiritual practice is an opportunity to cast out the net of our consciousness to capture an even greater imagination of what is sacred to us and to life. And I do that too about myself and the stuff going on in my life. I try to see it from a higher perspective, or as it's often said, from the spiritual truth. I also know this about people I love the most. I think about my family and my friends. If someone's having a tough time, 
I spend more time lifting them up in my consciousness. And when my prayer is over, that's that. I'm done. Personally, as a minister, this is my favorite time to go over or practice a talk for an upcoming Sunday. I call it embodying the talk. The idea is not to memorize, but embody by not reviewing the notes, but what I want to say within. It's also a good time to visualize the talk in action. Maybe for you, if you're not a speaker, you can visualize some other activity coming up in your work or in your life, an upcoming date, a presentation, a test you have to take. I would never give a talk without this practice, and I would invite you to never confront something major in your life without utilizing this practice. My goal in this Meditation for Manic series is to make meditation more attainable and accessible for all of us. I want to share two other things I feel are essential to a successful meditation practice. First, meditate every day. No days off. Meditation is like brushing your teeth. Don't miss out on it. The key to getting the byproducts of meditation is constancy of practice. I don't care if your meditation is five minutes. I don't care if it's filled with distractions. I care that you do it consistently. And ideally, it's as soon as you can after you get up. Get to it. And if you have to do it at night or on a work break, just try to be consistent. And second, meditate to meditate. Let the gifts of meditation be the byproduct of meditating. And don't meditate trying to get the benefits. I love how Shinru Suzuki taught this. He called it having no gaining idea. While you are continuing this practice, he shares, week after week, year after year, your experience will become deeper and deeper, and your experience will cover everything you do in your everyday life. The most important thing is to forget all gaining ideas, all dualistic ideas. In other words, just practice Zazen, in a certain posture. Do not think about anything. Just remain on your cushion without expecting anything. Then eventually you will resume your own true nature. That is to say, your own true nature resumes itself. In my own life, meditation has given me myself, and I know it can give you yourself as well.